You're listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. It's a midweek Malik Willis Pro Day podcast special. Alliteration. Wow, what a showing it was from all 32 NFL teams, including a couple head coaches. On the show today, you'll hear reactions on Malik's throwing session from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport and ESPN's Todd McShay. Plus, hear what Panthers head coach Matt Rule had to say about Liberty's facilities. It's a big time show, so let's get it rolling. our studio at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's your host, Emily Austin, with Matt Warner and Rhett McGibbon. Wow, so it played out to be one of the biggest events in Liberty history, I guess. I don't know if that's official or not. I think it's fair to say. We're going to make that official. Ian McCall was saying that it would be a huge event for Liberty Malik's Pro Day is what we're talking about. Yeah. What a showing. I mean, I think there was 100 credentialed media members. I don't even know how many scouts, GMs, head coaches represented by all 32 NFL teams. And boy, was there a show put on by Malik Willis. You know, these things are, it's always interesting because it's hard to have a bad pro day for quarterbacks. Right. Like the only one I ever remember hearing about, like Teddy Bridgewater had like one, that, an infamous, just horrible pro day. But like these are set up for you to succeed. Yeah. Right. You're they're scripted. You you've practiced this. They're all set up for you to succeed. So the fact that Malik Willis still impressed as much as he did when you go in and everyone goes in knowing like he's going to look good, but he's looked that much better than even expected. <laughs> like the 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 responses you were getting on some of the throws he uncorked, like I was standing by a Buffalo Bills scout at one point. It was after the the throw that, you know, this the rolling out deep ball that you oh, see all over mm-hmm. social media. And the scout was like to another scout, I was like, whoa. That was impressive. I'm like, this is a guy that's Josh Allen in yeah, his organization. Right? He's like, whoa, that was impressive. Like, when you hear those guys that have been around saying those things, you're like, okay, that mission complete, a success. Like, he nailed it. <laughs> and because he, it, again, you know, he's going to complete all these things. He's throwing against air. But when he uncorked a couple of those, that, that was like, whoa, like these guys don't see arms and talent and mobility and all of that in one package ever. Yeah, and we'll hear from Ian Rappaport and um, Todd McShay on on their breakdown yeah. of Malik Willis's throwing session. But really, it was just so electric. I mean, there was one of the guys that was uh, I forget which one of the guys that was also um, you know compete not competing in pro day, but like uh, participating. Sh- participating. Yeah. Gosh, go. man, it's a Wednesday. You think yeah. I would be? <laughs> yeah. um, that was like, man, that felt like a game day. But it was just like an electric atmosphere. There was a lot of. Um, Liberty's football guys there cheering on their teammates and, and Malik. But like I said, we'll hear from Rappaport and McShay in just a minute on their their thoughts. I was kind of I wasn't able to be there, but, you know, watching from social media aspect as well. I feel like early on in the season, there was like a small wave that, you know, that supported Malik. And there was a fan base out there. It's like, oh, he might look good in our colors. And then, you know, as it goes through the season, it, it gets higher and higher. Now it's like a tidal wave. Right. Like yeah. Every throw <laughs> that the NFL Network was putting out on Twitter, there was at least 100 or, or 200 people underneath it, like tagging the GM of, of Philadelphia or somebody saying, we have to get this guy. So right now, I like it's kind of you wonder about are we ever going to see this again in liberty history like it probably will come a day but it's really neat to be in the midst of the first time that you have a what seems to be a guaranteed top 10 pick as it stands right now going through the program and just the the response that's coming from not only 
fans, but like NFL personnel throughout the league. It's it's really wild. Well, now you, you wake up this morning, right? And there's the wave of, you know, Malik just is trending on Twitter. Yeah. It's all about Malik. And you see like, you know, I'm looking at the piece from Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports, who I know you talked to at the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it, his piece is, could Malik go number two overall to the Lions now? Yeah. Yeah, like that's, that's where we're at. And that's that's a real question. And, and, and it's interesting now because you start getting the dynamics of, all right, how many different teams are in play? Who's going to have to make a move? And the Lions are just sitting there like, if they want him, he's theirs. Right. And that's what ESPN Jordan reads. We're doing a lot of name dropping early in this one. But we had all these people. It's not a big deal. We had all these people on campus yesterday. So what we're going to do, hey, Mike Tomlin, (laughs) I'll be with you in just a second. Um, But, you know, Jordan Reed was saying, and he said this back at the Senior Bowl. I think at the Senior Bowl, he was saying more like six and eight. We had him on the podcast a couple weeks ago. But he was more so saying like six and eight at at that um, Atlanta, Carolina spots. But he said yesterday, he's like, you know, the Detroit Lions coaching staff coached him at the Senior Bowl. Right. So they've had a lot of time with him. And they're not taking him out for chicken wings like Mike Tomlin and the Steelers are. But they did spend that time coaching him at the Senior Bowl. So they might have already had, you know, or seen enough. They've done or, their or due like, diligence. Yeah, right. Gotcha. And, and they're playing, you know, poker a little bit different than Mike Tomlin. Well, is. and that's interesting because I was talking about that very thing with somebody after the fact. They're like, well, I didn't see, you know uh, – a whole lot of Lions there personnel, and it was like that's true. And but why would they, right? Mark Brunel, their quarterbacks coach, worked him out at the Senior Bowl. Right. They were all around him, so you're right. They wouldn't necessarily need to. And also, I mean, nobody's jumping them, right? So like they can yeah, do it. Like true. they don't need. Like if they know what they know, why why put in the ex- extra work? They've got the number two pick. They don't have to. Yeah. He doesn't have to fall to them. Now here's my theory, right? Oh gosh. With the Steelers. <laughs> Everything since the Senior Bowl has been, oh, worst kept secret. Steelers love him. Steelers love him. Oh, Mike Tomlin, they're going out to dinner at Neighbor's Place in town, hanging out, you know, all that stuff. Oh, look at all the Steelers people that are here. Part of me is like, man, that seems like you're over overselling it a little bit. Okay. Like, like normally, I, I would think in the draft, you'd want to be like, it's kind of that whole deal about, I don't want you to know what I know. I don't want you to know what I where who I who I want yeah. where I want to go because if they need to trade up to get him which very well may be the case now wouldn't you not want a team like say the Giants what are they at five or, or those teams to know how badly right. you want this guy it's kind of the old like buying a used car where you're yeah. like eh I don't know see a little ding there and yeah. you're trying to get the price to come down like well, they are so over the top right now that it makes me almost wonder are they is this some kind of smoke screen and they're hoping they get somebody else going, man, if Mike Tomlin, the Steelers love him that much, maybe we should, you know, maybe Atlanta is like, maybe we need to just grab him at eight, you know? And they're like, great, because we really wanted Kenny Pickett to fall to us at 20. Like, is there something like that yeah, going, on? Game it's going on? So yeah. over the top with the Steelers right now. I mean, conspiracy, come for it that, here. That's, the what, the, that's what the draft podcast. is about, though, right? You're, you're just that's doing true. anything you can to get an advantage and just. You know, this is why I don't play poker, and this is why I'm not a GM in the NFL. Did you watch Draft Day last night? The movie? Yeah, the movie. No, I did not watch that. Yeah, but (laughs) but, you know, the same idea though. (laughs) No, but that's like, I mean, I I was, I I asked one of the uh, media members, I'm like, do you think like some of the scouts will talk about Malik? And they're like, no, like they're not going to show what they know or, or what they feel on Malik. Yeah, they all know he's talented, and they'll show, you know, they won't even share that though. But you have to look back to remember Daniel Jones was taken at six overall by the New York Giants and all the media was shocked that they took him. But when you talk to scouts across the league, 
everybody was like, yeah, he was really high on our board because there's just something that you, you're not in all of these workouts and in all of these meetings that they're seeing something that might be a higher ceiling. You know, from the media side, it seems like Malik has the higher ceiling and Kenny Pickett is more NFL ready, but we know that the Steelers want a more mobile quarterback. That's Malik Willis. But I've also heard from some scouts that Kenny Pickett is more athletic than people give him credit for. So it's just like so much. And that's just like the media's job, right? Right. It's fine. And that's what actually somebody asked Malik about that in his press conference. They're like, you know, how how do you handle all this when people are projecting where you're going? He's like, man, it's their job to create controversy and to make people watch. Because they get (laughs) paid to do that. So I don't listen to any of it because that's literally their job is to stir things up. And he's right. He's right. That is what it is right now. And especially as you get closer to draft day, you get all the rumors circulating and all the, oh, this team loves this guy here. And then come draft time, it could go any number of ways. And the Lions could mess it all up for everybody else and just take him at number two. Right. And Todd McShay mentioned a good point yesterday saying there's a lot of good other position players in this draft. Like, yes, it might not be a big quarterback draft, but. Again, a quarterback is a very obviously a very Most important. Valuable, yeah. yeah, you know, you you got to have somebody for those for those teams that do need a quarterback. You don't know if you're going to get another chance um, at a Malik type type guy. So let's get to um, we'll talk about that big throw to yeah. end. And I was like warned by I was given a heads up like, hey, you're going to want to be rolling on his last throw of the day you're because like, oh, he's by the way, a little bit. We are rolling on all I'm seven. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have like about 70 yeah. cameras here. But uh, just to scramble on the throw, if you if you haven't seen it on Twitter, you need to go uh, on it now. If you don't have a Twitter, go create your account because it <laughs> is worth watching. I'm sure it's on repeat on NFL oh, yeah. Network as well. But let's get to a little reaction from NFL Network's Ian Rappaport and ESPN's Todd McShay. I mean, first of all, physically, it it was really impressive, you know, watching the ball come out of his hands. I mean, some of the, you know, some of the routine throws were impressive and some of the wow throws were even more impressive, you know, and you could tell from the reaction. I mean, these are like grizzled old football dudes here and, and they reacted, especially to some of those deep balls. Uh, you know, the only thing you really want is to see exactly what you see on film. And I think it was a lot of that today. I thought he did great. No, I, I would say the ball placement was was more consistent here today. You know, I, clearly he's working on tightening his his fundamentals and, and making sure the ball is is placed where it should be. It wasn't every throw he missed within the strike zone a handful of times, but every quarterback does in these things. So he clearly was trying to show that adjusting the arm angle on throws and, and different movement off platform throws. I thought were were really good. So, but nothing he can do physically surprises me. Just, you see the physical tools, his off-platform throws, the deep ball, the, the placement, and he couldn't have done anything better at his pro day in terms of you know showing what showing NFL teams what they want to see. Okay, so his personal quarterback coach, Quincy Avery, was saying that when they set up, because like you said at the top of the show, Matt, that this is scripted, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like 72, 78 throws. He's been working this exact pro day script for however many weeks. Quincy Avery was saying we need to work through his progressions, proving what people already saw on tape, but just wanted to show him a little bit more, tie his feet through his eyes, and make the throws that he needs to make in the NFL. You know, Jordan Reed again said he knew Malik had power, but he wanted to show touch on his throws, and that was a big question mark for scouts, and I think he answered that question at his pro day. Yeah, as much as you can in those situations, because, yeah, that's that's been the one knock. We, whenever you read about, you know, what what <clears throat> what does he need to improve? It's like, well, we know it's the big arm, but can he take a little off yeah. and, and hit those kind of mid-range throws? And 
And he did. He did. You know, they had a lot of stuff with running backs, you know, coming out and, and a little easy. I mean, it all looks easy when there's no defenders, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. But, but yeah, he took a little off. He was accurate uh, for the most part. And, and if that's what they want to see, at least in that setting, that's all you can show. And, and he did really well. He, there's no negative for him that coming changed. out of this. No. Yeah. In fact, you want to go back throughout the process, senior bowl, combine, pro day. Could you have drawn it up any better? No. Because here's the thing. On and off the field. And that's just it. That's where I was going. Like, not only did he impress physically, but in the way he carried himself. Like, I was reading a quote from from Daniel Jeremiah, uh, NFL Network analyst who once completely stiff-armed me at the Combine a few years ago. Um, he said, <laughs> yeah, not a big deal. He said uh, that he doesn't know if he's seen a more joyful workout than this. Right. You know, you had guys like, I, know, I saw Pat McAfee t- retweeting just – uh, uh, Malik celebrating and running around teammates being like, this is what it's all about. Like, I love this. Like, that's what a big takeaway people have right. from this. It's not just look at the talent, but look at the personality. Right. Look at how people are drawn to him and have fun with him. And how he's enjoying this. It doesn't look like a drudgery. Like, oh my gosh, the pressure, the all that you hear about so much about like, oh, what if I mess up? What if I? Like, he just looks like he's having fun. Other people around him seem to be having fun right. with him. All his teammates there cheering for him. He Malik talked about how hyped up that got him to have his teammates there. Like he had a blast with this whole process. And then another thing that you know NFL personnel and coaches like he he pointed it back to so many of his teammates. Yeah. Like in his press conference, he was like, "Oh, Kevin Shaw killed it. You know, did you see what he ran? Did you see his vertical? Oh, you know, look at you know Johnny Huntley and what he did. So happy that he made this you know great catch on one of the throws. Like like." He has just he's been the complete package. There's no weak link right now for Malik Willis. I think too, it also shows you he has community outside his team at Liberty. You know, Darius McGee's there right. watching. You know, I he's know. taking anybody, it all in. Yeah. Anybody who was everybody. Darius was like, let me jump. And then two, <laughs> I think you always wonder about like what his family's like and the fact that he's over there hugging his parents, yeah. you know, and family. You know, you think about Aaron Rodgers and you know he's a talent, but <laughs> yeah. then you're like, Man, this guy has no relationship with like something's <laughs> off there. Yeah. But you know, you check that box for Malik. It's like, oh look, the that's in good order. So again, yeah, you're right. Every single box that could be checked with a green check mark, he has knocked it off. Like there is nothing left for him now to do. It's basically, you know, stay out of dodge. And, yeah, right. yeah. Stay just, out of, yeah, yeah. Keep your head down and, and keep wait working for the draft. Right. And and interesting too, he didn't do anything other than throw. And yeah. that was a question come in. Would right. he run? You know, would he do any of these other you know measurements? And he didn't, which I think was smart. But they asked him at his press conference. So like. So yeah, why didn't you line. why didn't you run it at your pro day? And he's like, well, I already know I'm fast. It's <laughs> like I already know I'm fast. <laughs> yeah. Like what do you what like what am I gonna prove? Like everybody knows I'm fast. Yeah, yeah. and somebody else said a media member was like, what he doesn't need to do anything but throw. Right. Like that's all he needs yeah. to do. Like all the other answer, all the other questions are answered. He was already his, the spell. best running quarterback in the nation yeah. the last two yeah. years. Right. Like what do you, what else do you need to see? You're only going to hurt yourself, and and all yeah, more right. than likely, like it's really hard to exceed expectations again in that area. Because because if he runs a four four, yeah. how is that really going to move him up? No, no, no. You just go, oh, that's cool. I just yeah. man, note that. But like, who cares if you ran a four six? Then somebody might be like, whoa, maybe. So yeah, you only hurt yourself in that situation. So one of the offensive coordinators that was in attendance was asking me some of the off the field questions about Malik. Like, what is it like to cover him and. Um, you know, a lot of people made good points as far as I, I, I said, it was exciting to see like his personality starting to blossom mm-hmm. throughout this whole process, because we didn't, it's not that we didn't see that at Liberty, but they made a good point in the sense that 
well, he was talking to a computer yeah, for the last two big, years. Yeah. And it's just like so nice that hopefully we've turned the page on this whole COVID thing that we can start seeing more personality and having those interactions of like humor, human interactions, right? Like through these press conferences. But you're right, Red, as, as far as like the check boxes, like this is a guy that you want to represent your organization and you might go through some growing pains if, if he's going to come in that first year and, and take the reins as the, uh, as the quarter uh, starting quarterback. But at the end of the day, this is who you want to go through those yeah. growing pains with because he's worth it on and off the field. Aaron Hope was there yeah. oh, well, cheering her on or cheering him on and, and was in the weight room and they, they got some um, some good moments with them, too. So also we have some uh, discussion about how the pro day like was run because I mean, there are like, like we said, hundreds of people right. mm-hmm. that are going, you got to like make sure it's credentialed. Everyone's going to get hangry and you know, <laughs> like you got to make sure there's enough sandwiches. I mean, the spread, I was like, do I go in and like eat all the Twizzlers I kept and Skittles like, or do I Emily, like go pro days over here? That's right. Pro days over here. <laughs> leave leave the snacks alone. Enough I chocolate. Mean, yeah. There were seven different types of cream cheeses, and I was like, <laughs> I, I where were you? Did you were count? you in the VIP area? No, there it was. You know, like the hungry hippos have the different you know sections of blue, red. Yeah. I mean, my, that's what my bagel looked like because wow. I couldn't make a wow. decision on which cream cheese to <laughs> get. Assortment bagel. Yeah. Nice. Um, I wondered why you went over there at seven a.m. Right, I that was Christy. <laughs> Christy bites just I mean I I don't show up on time to anything except I was on We're time aware. there right yeah. um Christy bites and her crew and and just everyone that put together um you know with the Liberty football crew as well that put together a, such a smooth pro day and you heard that kind of chatter throughout the day I did I, I heard one of the a couple of the scouts actually that were like man they, they're really taking they'll really take care of you here because they're standing there being like oh here take it to go back I know you guys are hitting the road here let me oh, give nice. you put this couple of sandwiches together for you like the job that Liberty did it made an impact it really did I another scout that was like and these guys they go they're at every school right they go everywhere yeah, they're on sure. the road it's a hard life they've seen everything and they're like this is the best setup pro day I've ever seen yeah. In terms of just logistically, they're like, sometimes we're walking across campuses to from one facility to another. They're like, this is awesome. You're right next door from the weight room to the indoor, all the food spread, everything like Liberty did to take care of both media and all the NFL personnel. Like it was so cool. I had another reporter from Charlotte that came up and he was like, he's like, you guys absolutely crushed this. He goes, I've been to so many of these. This is far and away the best pro day experience I've ever had. He's like, guys, you guys should be so proud of how, this is the best I've ever seen. And he kept going. I'm like, Oh, thanks. I had nothing to do with it. He's like, but no, no, no. But listen, I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, well, yeah. no, still. Yeah. I'll tell somebody that, that this, you know, means something to, I, but yeah. So it really, really great job by Liberty in the way that they showed themselves. And that's going to pay dividends. Totally. It's right. going to pay dividends. Like there, I saw a quote from RG three where he was like, basically, Hey, what Liberty, here he goes. He goes, this is going to work wonders for the university. And speaking of Malik, number one, he says Liberty is going to feel the benefits of Malik Willis for the next 10 years. But also, a lot of national people, media, mm-hmm. and a lot of NFL personnel, Liberty's on their radar now. They had no idea what to expect coming right. in, and they were blown away by what they saw. Yeah, and we'll hear from Panthers head coach Matt Rule on the facilities and yeah. how that will trickle down and benefit uh, Liberty in years to come just because, I mean, what recruit wouldn't like see this campus and the right. facilities and not be like, uh, yes, please. But 
guess who was the athletic director when RG3 was going and getting drafted? True. Ian ah, McCall. Point. True. So Liberty athletic director Ian McCall knows what it takes to put on um, a, a good show, right? Like a, a host, be For a sure. good host. So um, I'm sure that he was having some reminiscing of, of those days with RG3. And we know that Baylor, you know, saw some benefits from that. No doubt. Um, yeah. Following RG3's draft. So Matt Rule. So I'm like, hey, co-, or actually, I, I went up and asked Coach whenever uh, Coach Freeze was talking to him. So I kind of like cornered him, you oh, know, gotcha. like you, you, you can't you can't stiff arm me here. I'm like, you know, Coach Rule, you, you know, it would really benefit Liberty and Coach Freeze with our recruiting. If you could just <laughs> talk about what you think about our facilities and how Pro Day is gone. And this is what he had to say. Really blown away walking in. I mean, I, you don't see indoors like this, and uh, really the entire campus. Obviously, you know, a man like you, Freeze, coach, great friend of mine. I knew that he obviously things would be first class, but uh, I can't imagine uh, walking in and seeing facilities like this and, and, and the opportunities it affords the young people that are going to come play here. When a school makes a commitment to have facilities like this, you know, they're telling the student athlete, hey, football is important. We're going to do things at first class. You know, we want you to be first class. We want you. To, we want you to have the best of the best. So, if I'm a prospective student athlete, I have a chance to come here. Come to a winning program, come play for a coach like Coach Freeze and his staff, but also come and have first-rate facilities knowing that football is really important. Yeah, so when some of the other NFL personnel were like, wow, this place is just so nice, I'm like, you're only seeing the Liberty Indoor football facility and the weight room. Like, wait till you see the baseball field. Oh, we got indoor tennis. Like, there's, you know, brand-new Liberty Arena, basketball arena. So um, just great to see some of those top dogs understand what what liberty's doing here to get on the map all right let's switch gears to you know malik willis wasn't the only guy participating in pro day one of the guys that stood out and i saw a lot of scouts going up and and chatting with him was story jackson i mean first of all he looks like he's put on some some good muscle weight too i mean he looked really good in yesterday's pro day yeah he and i have been working out together not a big deal but uh no uh i was talking to one scout uh early on and and he was I was like, hey, what do you think of you know Story Jackson? Because he's probably one of the guys. If you were to, to have ranked like who coming in would have the best shot to impress, right. I think he would have been near the top of the list, other yeah. than Malik. Right. And he's like, well, I'll tell you this: all he had to do to get himself a spot in the camp was take his shirt off. Because like you look at the guy <laughs> oh and you're like, God. whoa. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's true. There's some guys, and I'm not talking about just Liberty's parade, but just in general, where it's like, right. You think like a DK Metcalf right. kind of idea. There are That's some guys ability. you help yourself by right. taking your shirt off. There's other guys you help yourself by keeping it on. Right. He's a he didn't wear it the whole rest of the time. Like Malik's throwing, he's done for the day. He didn't put his. He may still not be wearing a shirt. On. <laughs> like, but why would you? Like, I saw him at sheets. Right. That day, you know? like, <laughs> right. No. Yeah. He's sitting in Chick Fil A, and I was like, ah, can you do that? Uh, and so yeah, so he impressed. He did just in his physique, his build, but he also uh, put up some good numbers. Uh, just looking up some of those right now. He, uh, he put up 23 reps on the bench press, 32-inch vertical, uh, long jump with just under nine and a half feet. So, like, he, he did some good things. And we saw him athletically, what he did for the right. Flames a year ago. So, he certainly helped himself. I'll tell you another guy that, that helped himself, and that's Kevin Shaw. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, again, his production was always kind of, like, up and down. He was a little bit, He's if you streaky. want to call him a streaky yeah. player, right? He'd have a game where it's just, like, you know, two touchdowns, he put up big yards, yeah. and then he wouldn't do that for a while. But – I was told he ran into like the high four threes. Wow. Oh, after he ran his 40, the entire section of, I, I, I don't know, 30, 40 uh, of the football guys from the team were like, it was, woo, yeah, like, yeah. he was 
fast. 38 okay. inch vertical. He put up 14 reps on the bench for a guy his size who's only, you know, 5'9. Like right. that, that's pretty impressive. And so he I don't kept know. He his shirt on. He did keep his shirt on. <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means for him. Maybe it gives him a look in a camp. Like, but right. he definitely helped himself because. I can tell you there probably weren't a lot of folks, NFL personnel, that came in knowing who Kevin Shaw was. Right. And so the, the the job that he did, he it definitely helps him. Another guy, Rouse Rusens, does he did he look like he dropped some weight he to did, you? He did I look mean, like he, it. Yeah. He looked much trimmer than than he did uh last season. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets um, you know, wasn't there chatter about him being turned into an offensive lineman? That, that's what I that's, heard. That yeah. that's what Jordan Reed said, yeah. and I was like, yeah, he played in the D line for us, but that's been the 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 question mark on him is if he would switch over to the offensive line. Um, one more thing I want to mention about Malik's personal quarterback coach Quincy Avery is I don't know if this was all talk, but when I interviewed him after his Malik's throwing session, he goes, "This was probably the best, most successful pro day that I've been a part of," and I mean, Quincy has coached Trey Lance, um, whom I think Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So I don't know if this is – I mean, he, he's he's been a part of some big right. guy, big pro days, right? I don't know if that's just all talk to, you know, feed into the the media hype on Malik or if that's legit, but it'll – It'll be interesting. Now, up up next for Malik is he'll visit each team personally, I guess. And, and um, yeah, then you have the draft, April 28th, which is a little over a month away. It's just going to be a lot of madness that will continue before. And they asked Malik, they asked him at his press conference, they said, so are you going to the draft? Are you going to go? And he's oh, like, they haven't invited me yet. <laughs> he, he goes, he goes, do they email me? Do they text me? Oh, he's like, yeah. I don't know. I, but if they invite me, yeah. I guess I'll go. My mom wants to go to Vegas. I'm like, okay, there yeah. you go. All right, sounds good. So, Wait, are they paying for yeah, the flight? Right, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. So, yeah, so I have a pretty good feeling he's going to be there. He's going to get That's that invite funny. shortly. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, so we're switching gears, right, to some other sports, or do we have anything else that we want to chat about pro day? You know what? Let's or, just let's, let's just call it, it a day pro day. Let's talk about we had a, This was a special midweek pro day. Yeah podcast so let's just leave it at that we'll we'll get everybody caught up on everything else next week how about that that sounds good good. all right thanks so much for joining we'll keep you in the loop and hey if malik ends up going to vegas i guess emily's already looking at plane tickets no i'm saying flame central podcast that sounds like a disaster we'll see you guys on monday